Hello again, friends, and welcome back to another episode of Flashback Fridays on Real Talks. I'm your host, David Steele, and I'm flying solo for this one. Anne is under the weather and will be back next week. This is the 13th episode in a long line of them that will span over the course of several months as we analyze, critique, and dissect each and every Marvel film in chronological order. Last week, we did Captain America Civil War, and this week we'll be talking about Doctor Strange. Just a friendly reminder, if you like what you're hearing, you can always follow us wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Just search Real Talks. That's R-E-E-L Talks. Just like my name, S-T-E-E-L-E. Also, you can follow us on social media. I'm on Twitter at WannabeRounder and on Instagram at DKaduto. Just a couple of quick announcements. Our revamped Patreon channel is now live. You can find it by typing Real Talks into the search bar. Let me tell you a little about it. We're offering four different affordable levels you can support us at. $3, $7, $15, and our highest is only $20 a month. If you do choose to support us, you'll have the opportunity to get some great perks, such as your name shouted out before every podcast, cool merch, and if you're one of our major contributors, you'll get a one-hour monthly Zoom meeting with Elisa and myself, not to mention one unpublished podcast. For more details, just go to the website. I'll leave the link in the description. So without any further ado, let's dive into the movie. So, we are talking about Doctor Strange today. So this was made by Marvel Studios, as each and every picture has been and will be. And this was released the first week of November of 2016. So... Hard to believe it's been almost six years, right? It's been almost six years since that movie's been made. Uh, so Trolls and Hacksaw Ridge was actually the uh, films that were in the top three at that point. Um, so Trolls ended up making $46.5 million for its opening weekend, which was a very big weekend for them. And Hacksaw Ridge, of course, was the war movie starring Andrew Garfield, which he eventually ended up getting an Academy Award nomination for, uh, directed by Mel Gibson, who actually got a Best Director nomination at that point. And that opened to a pretty impressive $15.1 million. But Doctor Strange, I mean, at this point, Marvel is a juggernaut, and they've been around the block. And so anything they open to, you know, anything they, they put out at this point is going to basically win the weekend, and such was Doctor Strange. This actually blew away everybody making only, and I say only because this is one of the very few times that a film had made under $100 million. It made only $85 million opening weekend, but it eventually went out to gross over $670 million worldwide, which to date is the 17th largest grossing Marvel film of all time. Now, it doesn't sound like a lot, but they put out almost 30 films. And with Comic-Con just, you know, this uh, last weekend, um, you know, we've got at least six or seven new films. So, I mean, I'm sure that number is going to go down a little, but nonetheless, $676 million is still very strong for them. It did have $165 million production budget, though. So, I mean, but once again, this movie was a real... It was special effects heavy, and we're going to talk about a whole story coming up on the Roundup tomorrow about Marvel special effects and the uh, artists. But getting back to Doctor Strange, so this was directed by Scott Derrickson, 
And he's most notably and recently in the, been in the news because of the great movie that I, I never got a chance to do a spoiler cast about, but it was called The Black Phone. And anybody who has seen The Black Phone knows what I'm talking about. It was made on an $18.8 million budget. I love this movie. And he, so he was actually an EP on Multiverse of Madness. And so he ended up directing this one. And it was a really good choice. So the running time of this was just shy of two hours, which, you know, I mean, for a Doctor Strange movie. So you got to also take a look at the credits. So when you see 115 or an hour and 55 minutes, always take out six to seven minutes for credits. So this was really right around an hour and 52 minutes. So this movie uh, stars uh, Benedict Cumberbatch as Dr. Stephen Strange, which is when you look back at what, you know, we're talking about Dr. Strange today in 2016, and today we're in 2022, and how the arc that he's taken as a character is pretty amazing. Uh, he's had a really integral um, having to do with the whole Marvel Cinematic Universe. So, as I said, Benedict Cumberbatch stars as Doctor Strange. Chitella Edgevor, Edgevor stars as Mordo. Rachel McAdams makes an, appear, an appearance as Doctor. Um, she's uh, Doctor Christine Palmer. I really the movie that she's really underrated in, and I loved her in was Red Eye. And if you guys haven't gone to see Red Eye, go check Red Eye out. I, I definitely uh, recommend that. Benedict Wong stars as Wong. <laughs> Pretty simple there. Uh, Mads Mikkelsen. What what can you say about this guy? He's been everywhere doing everything. Stars as uh, Cassilius. Um, I loved him in Casino Royale. I mean, he did Hannibal, the television series on NBC for a while. Uh, he did this. He's done a bunch of other stuff. The guy has just been on fire ever since. And uh, Tilda Swilden stars as the Ancient One. And so let's get into the movie. Yeah. So a sorceress later re- who is later revealed to be Cassilius, who, as I just said, was Mad Mickelson, tears some pages out of a chained book in an old seemingly gothic library. And his minions restrain the library and guards with bands of energy. He uses two large knives to deca- decapitate the men and escapes with the help of his several followers. The owner of the book, the Ancient One, goes after him. But as he flees, Cassilius bends time and he, be- he bends, folds, and reshapes the streets of the, of the buildings in the city. So think Inception, um, but more of a kaleidoscope type of manner. Though she's a former, formidable magician fighter, the Ancient One is unable to pin down Cassilius and he escapes. So we go to New York City and the first shot you see of Doctor Strange is him washing his hands because he's about ready to go into surgery. So um, he's the best surgeon, neurosurgeon in, in the city. And so as he's about ready to perform a brain operation at Metro General, and as he finishes, his ex-girlfriend, Dr. Christine Palmer, played by Rachel McAdams again, rushes in to show him an X-ray with a bullet in a patient's brain. Now, I should let me backtrack for a minute because this is how arrogant he is that he's playing Name That Tune in the, in the OR as he's doing brain surgery. And so, you know, that's how he actually relaxes. So 
he immediately dismisses the case as hopeful, but with uh, further prodding from Christine, he realizes that the patient is actually comatose because his medulla has been poisoned by trace elements of the bullet. So Strain re- re- realizes he can save the man and goes into the ER surgery and quickly does a manual extraction with forceps demonstrating his, his hand control. So this is one of those procedures that, I mean, obviously you have to watch the film to, to do this. Audio is really not going to give you the foresight, but it's it's one of those things. It's like trying to play, literally trying to play operation and, you know, pull it out without killing the, the patient, you know. Um, so anyways, he actually ends up removing the bullet. So the doctor who made the initial diagnosis is left humiliated by Strange's overwhelming ego. So later, Strange and Christine joke about their on-again, off-again relationship. And she turns down a request for them to join that evening. So Strange actually is going to a conference. And uh, so he dresses for the evening and he's got, a you know, his tux. And, you know, you see a shot of all the watches he has. And um, so he speeds out in his Lamborghini and he calls his assistant to actually consider what his next, who his next patients are going to be. And he's in high demand, but he only wants difficult cases and interesting cases. So he gets distracted and he drives off the side of the road and crashes and he plunges in car into the river. And as his car is wrecked, his hands slam into the dashboard. Well, he's airlifted back to the hospital with where Christine is there to awaken him, but he's badly hurt. And his hands have been totally immobilized, and he's been rebuilt. And so at this point, his hands are in a framework of pins and wires. Recovering slowly after after further surgeries, his hands remain stiff and shaky, so he can no longer be a neurosurgeon. So his whole livelihood is gone. Feeling sorry for himself, Strain breaks up with him, and he, he hears about a man called named Jonathan Pagbar, Pagbar uh, actually played by Benjamin Bratt, who inexplicably recovered from a half-body paralysis. Strange finds him playing basketball, and the man tells him that he found his cure in Kamachar. Strange travels to Nepal, basically as a last hope, and wanders the streets of Kathmandu, India, and he's noticed and followed. Another sorcerer, Carl Mordo, Chifuyan Ejifor saves him from muggers, and he takes him to Kajabar, where he meets the Ancient One. So the Ancient One, as I may mention before, is played by uh, Tilda Swilton, and so she knows all about him and introduces him to an alternate reality where many hidden universes and dimensions are harnessed for power and guidance. So he be, after she, she originally um, rejects him because he doesn't believe in their magic. And so he eventually begs for to have them train him. So eventually she agrees and he begins training and slowly starts to learn to open gates to jump across the world. He learns that the temple is part of a secret group saving the world from enemies in other dimensions and universes. Hence, Multiverse of Madness many years later. While training, Mordo shows Strange a magic stick, a relic that can be used as a weapon, and some relics must be chooser-user. So he explains that Cassilius, a former student of the Ancient One, has stolen a spell from a book and escaped with three zealots 
and there is worry he will decipher the, the spell and call in Dormammu when the dark dimension take over the world. Strange is upset and says he has come to join the group only to cure his hands. So he's still uncertain about this, but he's only there for one purpose. And we still, as the movie progresses, we start to see Doctor, we start to see the man start to care for more than just himself. So Strain visits uh, Kajimar's library, which is kept by Wong, and we're introduced to Benedict Wong. And Strange becomes a veracity student. He, he borrows as many books as he possibly can from the humorous Wong. When he's asked about the book that Cassilius was after, Wong explains that it was reserved for use only by the Sorcerer Supreme, the Ancient One, and it's the one that Cassilius stole the pages from. So Strange masters creating portals. He steals more books from the library and learns about uh, Asterisk O uh, projection. One night, when Wong appears to be out from the library, Strange learns how to use the time-shifting pendant, the Eye of Aragormano, which enables him to see the missing pages from the book. Mortal and Wong tells him that's forbidden to use time spells, as if they can create loops, that a wielder can be stuck in forever and can let evil forces into their universe. Wong explains that there are three sanctums around the world, in London, in Hong Kong, and New York, where the groups watch out for the world. He also gives more uh, information about Doromoro's history, that he's purely evil and bent on conquering all the known worlds, and that Earth has been his ultimate target for many years. Cassilius finally deciphers the code, or the stolen spell, and his group attacks the London Sanctum, a, a plain building with a logo window on it. The backlash from the London Sanctum throws Strange through a door and into the New York Sanctum. The building is deserted as he wanders the floors looking at various artifacts. He notices a burgundy cloak in a case that moves as he looks at it. At the end of the corridor, he finds three glass doors that, doors that appear to be out of gateways from other places. The destination is chained by turning a dial next to each door. Cassilius and his group next attack the New York Sanctum. Strange develops fighting skills on the fly. He gets rid of the two zealots using the gateways and the burgundy cloak, a relic which seems to have intelligence for itself, and wraps itself around him. The cloak helps him subdue the third zealot and restrain Cassilius in a unique binding rack. Strange and Cassilius have a talk about the Ancient One and immortality in which Cassilius claims that the Ancient One has achieved her lifelong using powers from the Dark Dimension. Once Strange lets down his guard, the Third Zealot revives and stabs him. Strange manages to open a gate and stagger into a generous closet in Christine's hospital. He finds her and barely made, is able to get on a table, and Christine hooks him up to a heart monitor and performs an emergency procedure to drain excess blood from around his heart. Meanwhile, Strange separates his body and continues to fight the zealot, finally killing him with the help of Christine, who shocks him with a defilitator, killing the zealot. The zealot is invisible to Christine, but she can tell something's going on. She's very spooked. Sewn up and recovering, Strange tells Christine he must return and go back through the gate. Cassilius has managed to escape, has escaped, and, and Mordo joins Strange in New York. The Ancient One also comes and suggests Strange take over the New York sanctum. They're impressed by the magical cape known as the Cloak of Levitation, and it's chosen. However, Strange is reluctant to take the position 
until they tell him more about Cassilius and about the Ancient One's use of the dark magic to prolong her life. So Cassilius returns with more zealots, and Strange creates a mirror dimension to contain the fight, which spills out into the street. He uses his power to shapeshift the city, Cassilius does, as he did in the first scene when he fought the Ancient One, and disoriented Strange. The Ancient One returns to help, but falls but falls down and is mortally wounded. Strange takes her to the hospital, but it's too late. He follows the Ancient One's spirit into his astral form, and they talk about overlooking New York. She accepts that this is her, this is her end and suggests that Strange take over for her. Meanwhile, back at the New York sanctum, Strange and Mordo realize Hong Kong is next on the list. They gate over to the Hong Kong sanctum, but it's been overrun, and the destructive forces are enveloping the city. Wong, who is guardian, has been killed, and Dormammu's dark dimension is growing from the location of the sanctum. Strange uses the eyes of Aragoramato to start reversing the process, but Cassilius recovers and manages to stun Strange, stopping the process before it's completed. Strange thinks of something and flies off flies off into the heart of the Dormatu's dark dimension. Here he confronts Dormatu and manages to create an infinite time loop. Dormatu kills Strange in various ways, but each time he dies, time is always reset back to the start of the confrontation. Dormatu is furious, but finally agrees to leave Earth alone in return for Strange stopping the time loop. Back on the street, Strange sends Cassilius and his crew back into the dark dimension, just before it vanishes. Mordo is upset that Strange broke the rules and is using the time pendant that the Ancient One used in what he considers to be for, for, used for forbidden powers to prolong her life. Before she died, the Ancient One warned Strange that Mordo was, a very, that was very big on following the rules, both his weakness and his strength, and that Strange's flexibility would be an important factor if they were going to work together. But Mordo says that it must be a reckoning, and he retires and walks away from the Strange takes over the New York Sanctum. He puts the Eye of Goromato back in its guarded place at Kauja Mahal, where Wong tells him a little secret about the Eye, and it contains one of the six Infinity Stones. So this stone is the Time Stone. This is the stone at the end of uh, Infinity War, when Iron Man was basically going to die from Thanos, and it was the last stone or set the second to last stone and strange gives him the stone and says, you know, this is, why did you do that? And he said, this is the end game. So that's the, and so there are two credits. So we have a mid credit scene here. So strange decides to help Thor who brought his brother Loki to Earth to search for his father. Odin. And then the post credit scene is Morno visits Pang, Pangboard and strips him of his magic used to walk. Pangor collapses in a heap as Moro coldly states that he's the problem and there's too many sorcerers on Earth. So, okay. I just read you essentially what happened in about 20 minutes. It's a lot deeper than that. Um, There's a lot of character development that we see. Um, So, Dr. Stephen Strange is a narcissist when he begins his journey. And we see him for the first time in this film. And as he grows as a person, 
We start to see him care about other people. We start to see him understand things. And we start to see him really take care of others too. Um, because one thing that you, you see is that, I mean, look, he lost his hands. He was the best neurosurgeon in New York City. So he had to sacrifice something in order to get something back. And what he got back was the ability to move time and space. And so overall, though, this was a good movie. Not great, but good. It, it was a good origin story movie. Um, I, I liked it. I mean, it had been a while since I had seen it. I think that, uh, you know, I think Scott Derrickson did a good job with it. Um, Multiverse of Madness was a little bit better, not much, but I don't know how much, because let's face it, it was a direct sequel to Spider-Man No Way Home. But yeah, Doctor Strange was okay. I mean, it wasn't fantastic. And that's why, you know, the numbers didn't really, you know, project. It, that's why it only made a little under $700 million. So, you know, I mean, this is probably the weakest of, of all the films we're going to be doing in the next coming weeks. This is probably the weakest one out of the bunch. Um, we're going to be doing, uh, or I'm going to be doing Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, the follow-up to that smash hit a couple years earlier. Um and then we've got Black Panther, we've got Spider-Man No Way, uh, we've got Spider-Man Homecoming, and we have, um, you know, a couple others. So this is probably the weakest one out of the bunch. So let me tell you what's coming up on the, on the podcast. Um, we have Mob Mondays right around the corner. It's going to be starting this upcoming Monday. Um, that is going to be $6.99 a month. And... So you're going to be getting two episodes to kick off the, the show. It's going to be the 2006 Best Fiction winners, The Departed, and uh, Goodfellas. And unfortunately, Paul Sorvino just passed away yesterday. So he was 83. Uh, so, so we're going to be a little bit of a tribute to him in that respect. Then next week after that, I believe, is going to be Black Mass, the Johnny Depp movie, as he stars as uh, Whitey Bulger. And then I believe Scarface is after that. So we've got a stack first month for you. So I wanted to give you a couple things right off the bat. At the end of August, we have um, we are going to be doing spoiler casts for each and every show of the House of Dragons. So we're going to actually push back. We watch Wednesdays until that's over. That's going to run all the way until the end of October. So maybe we'll start that up in like early November, and that's going to be a paywall of six ninety nine a month. Um, that's so rewatch Wednesdays is going to be where she watches a movie that I've seen, and she talks about it. We talk about it, and then vice versa. So the first three weeks are going to be um, first week's going to be Steve Jobs, and then I'm going to watch Catch Me If You Can, and then she's going to watch Heat, and then so we're going to do this back and forth for. Uh, each, each film. And if you guys have suggestions, please let us know in the comments or tweet us or tweet me or shoot me a uh, message on Instagram, please. And we'll incorporate those into the uh, show. If you 
this one we are going to be doing, I will definitely give you a shout out for that. That won't be a problem. Um, what else? I just did an interview. Well, not so much an interview, but a roundup with um, Scott Mendelson yesterday about uh, Comic-Con. And so that will be out hopefully in the next day or two. You guys, I want to apologize for no uh, roundup last week. We had some technical difficulties. So, uh, but you did get the nope uh, spoiler cast instead. Um, what else? Yeah. And so I've got a couple. I'm doing another interview with uh, Chad Holloway. He is, this is more of a personal thing, but um, I'm a big poker fan. He is a former World Series of Poker circuit winner. He's been covering poker for the better part of 10 to 12, I think 15 years. He just moved out to Vegas this last week. Um, so, yeah. I'm still try have some interviews that I'm trying to line up for you guys. So it's going to be an exciting, um, exciting rest of the summer for the rest of the year. I'm going to, we're going to try and bring you at least three to four shows a week. Um, you know, you're always going to have the main podcast. You're always going to have the roundup. Um, you're going to have the, uh, flashback Fridays until the end of the year. It looks like at this, at this rate. So, um, don't worry. We've, we will talk about um, Doctor Strange, or not Doctor Strange, uh, Wakanda Forever, and we'll do spoiler cast of that when that, that happens. Um, what else? Yeah. We got a I'm, I'm trying to put things together, and, you know, so we'll have the House of Dragons, uh, House of Dragons spoiler cast, like I said. We'll have Rewatch Wednesday, so you guys are going to have plenty of content out there. Please, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, go ahead and rate us. Tell us what you think. Um, I'll give you a shout out and let, you know, let your friends know about this because this is the kind of content we're trying to bring you on a week to week basis. Um, this is, this is an absolute, doing this is an absolute blast and I'm so privileged to have, even though Ian's not here today, I'm so privileged to have knowledgeable people that can talk about Marvel and Elisa and, you know, what she brings to the table on a week to week basis it's fantastic um yeah and then so probably the middle of september start or middle of september we're going to try and um we're going to do a fall preview and there's a lot of stuff coming out so but okie dokie stay tuned and uh you guys are going to be getting a lot of stuff like i said coming up in the next several weeks and months upcoming so i'm david Steele. And you have been listening to Real Talk. Mm-hmm.